Welcome to Blender Kitchen. A uh, little bit of a different venue this week, recording it in my local coffee shop. As household items really got away from me this weekend, and I did not get to record in my usual space. So please bear with me with the audio. Um, you know, I appreciate everyone that stays and listens. Um, just a little bit of quick housekeeping. As we approach the Thanksgiving holiday, we are going to be returning to regular broadcasting. Um, we are going to have a couple of special holiday episodes coming up. Uh, so stay tuned for that. I'm working on putting together a nice website with printed versions of all of our wonderful, delicious recipes that we discussed together. Um, that link will be up on um, our Twitter, which hasn't been great, but I'm getting better at it, guys. You know, like, I'm a one social media platform kind of girl. I'm trying to diversify for you. Um, no, but that'll be up on our Twitter, and we'll be posting the link on our Insta as well. Now, a wise man once said, beans, beans, the more you eat them, the more you toot. Something about it being good for you. Uh, beans, beans, the musical food. The more you eat them, the more you toot. Anyway, let's dive right in, shall we? Beans are one of the three sisters. The three sisters refers to uh, um, vegetables that were grown together in not your typical kind of vegetable crop. I know when I, at least I, when I think of veggies, um, they grow in nice, neat little rows, and uh, there's a lot of space between them. But this was more of like a diversified kind of farming where the corn would support the vines for the beans and the squash would shade uh, the corn. Uh, the squash would shade the beans to keep them from burning uh, in the sunlight. And all three vegetables would give and take um, different kinds of nutrients from the soil so that not that the vegetable, no one vegetable was just depleting the soil of nutrients. It was a constant system of give and take. Um, so in order to facilitate this, it was they were grown in squares, kind of like a patchwork quilt. So less like cornrows, the hairstyle, and more like a patchwork quilt. Now, beans can be eaten either fresh or dried, which sounds weird, but makes sense when you consider that there's, there are many different kinds of beans. In fact, uh, it's disputed what exactly should be classified as a bean. But um, green beans and the common bean, or like the brown bean, what you would think of, those are the same thing. So the brown bean would be what you would eat when the bean is dried, and green beans are eaten fresh. Obviously cooked, but fresh meaning um, not fully ripe. Um, and not dried to preserve them. Beans are a heliotropic kind of plant, which means their leaves tilt to keep up with the sunlight day by day, um, which is really cool. Um, and I'm sure aided in them 
really having a place as a decorative vegetable uh, in European gardens when it did make it to Spain because the common bean is native to the American continent. Um, however, they're not the only kind of bean. Um, there were fava beans, broad beans, uh, soybeans, a, a number of different kinds of uh, plants we refer to as bean that were growing in Europe at the time. Um, so when our resident bubbling idiot Columbus stumbled across them, uh, uh, they, they were familiar to him, and that's probably why he ascribed the word bean to them. Just like with chili, he said, this looks like black pepper back at home. This must be the same plant, and that's how that name kind of stuck. Uh, now, this plant came to Europe uh, via dried beans that were later planted as seeds. Um, I don't know if you guys have had this experience, but I remember in first grade, we, we did a little science project took a dried bean and let it germinate with a damp paper towel in a plastic bag and sunlight for a while and soon had a little bean sprout. Um, so it would have been easy for them to germinate bean plants from bean dried beans or bean seeds. I think it's weird to think of dry beans as bean seeds, but technically that's what they are. Um, so it did go first to Spain. Um, as we said earlier, they were mostly popular for decoration. You know, they didn't really see them as food. They didn't know that you could dry them and, or that they needed to be cooked. They couldn't just be eaten like an apple. And so they found them very uh, woody and tough and difficult to eat and generally not very delicious. There's a folk tale or a legend that says uh, these sorts of common beans first entered the European diet after... A chef was cooking uh, near near the window to the garden where some bean plants were hanging over, and a few fell off the planet into the stew and remained there for forevermore. You know, they were like, "Oh, this is a happy accident. This is actually delicious. Let's keep doing this." However, the French were the first to actually put it on a restaurant uh, menu. Now uh, they're so many different kinds of beans it's really hard to cover them all so we're really just going to focus on the common bean here um because that's one of the three sisters yeah, it makes a great pun for our title and um also it ties into our recipe for later um in the americas our the green bean that we know now is really grown to be eaten and ripe the dried beans that we're familiar with those are a different breed, a different strain of the common bean plant. They're bred specifically um, to be dried and cooked in that manner. Um, getting into the nutrition of beans, I know we got away from that in a couple of our other episodes, but just want to drop these fun facts in there. Uh, one cup of green beans has 44 calories and is a great source of vitamin C, vitamin K, vitamin A, manganese, potassium, iron, riboflavin, calcium, phosphorus, omega-3s, and niacin. Now, again, I am not so sure what all those vitamins do because it's not a medical podcast, but if you are interested and you are uh, looking for that information, 
if you pop on over to our favorite podcast, um, Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine, and they do have an episode on vitamins and uh, what how they were came, named and whether or not they're good for you. Uh, spoiler alert, sometimes they are good for you. Uh, most times you just get it from the food that you eat. And they can um, they can get into all of that much better than I can. Beans are the third most common garden crop, um, which makes this plant the second of our winter garden feature. Um, I'm really excited to be doing more with the podcast here, guys, bringing this into my daily life again. And I hope to be able to soon share with you some neat tips and tricks for cultivating bean plants in your home for your winter garden. Now, much like the pumpkin, beans made it into, um, you know, folk legend, folk tale uh, with, with pumpkin. If you can recall, we had the jack-o'-lantern, which uh, you're welcome for those of you who popped on over to Instagram to see that terrifying rendition of the, the initial jack-o'-lantern. Um, for this uh, this episode, we have Jack and the Beanstalk. There are so many to choose from, honestly. It was hard to pick just this one. You have Jack and the Beanstalk. You have the story of the Mexican jumping beans. Uh, you have uh, the story, I can't remember what it's called, but there's that girl... Uh, her mother gives her a bag of beans to go to market to trade for some flour. The girl instead, I uh, guess is a real nature lover, plants them and grows a money tree. So that's, where, where are those beans now? I would love to plant me a money tree. Um, I'm going to look deeper into that particular um, folktale and get back to you guys. Because it really is interesting. It's, it's something that really stuck with me from my childhood. But... That is not the uh, cultural uh, pick for this week. The cultural pick for this week is Jack and the Beanstalk. And I did look into trying to put together a rendition for you, but uh, my podcast friends over at Myths and Legends, friends in the loosest sense of the term, just like you may be listening to this, you've never met me and you feel like we're friends because... I join you every week and I tell you weird facts about foods that you like. Likewise, they um, hang out with me and help me go to sleep late at night. And that's how they're my friends. Um, But anyway, they have a great episode on this. Episode 97, Jack and the Beanstalk. It's really well told. He um, researches basically every source. Uh, Not every, because that's exhaustive search. But he he researches many sources. Um, to really give us a complete picture of how the legend evolved. So hop on over for this week's Culture Connection. Ooh, I think we just found a new little segment, Culture Connection. All right. Um, it's been a short episode this week. Um, didn't really have a ton to get into about green beans, except for that it makes a delicious casserole. Um, but fear not. Next week, we have a fun little treat. I'm having a guest on for that episode, and we'll really dive deep into the nuances of some of the most popular recipes 
Um, so please come back next week for that. Um, we're going to get into our recipe bit here. But before, um, you know, I really love creating content for you guys. I really want to be able to expand what we're doing here and make it bigger and better and even more awesome. So when you get the chance, if you could please subscribe to the podcast, rate and review, tell your friends, um, share it, share just even one episode really, you know, broadens our horizons, broadens our bases. Um, you can find us on Twitter at BlunderCHNPod and on Instagram at BlunderKitchen. All right, well, let's jump into the recipe. This week's recipe is a green bean casserole. I don't know about you, but I definitely remember the commercials for French's and Campbell's soup uh, were just different iterations of people saying, we bought the green bean casserole. Um, so it is actually one of my favorite casseroles being Midwestern, born and bred. And so I took this recipe directly from the Campbell's site because why mess with perfection? Let's dive in. This recipe calls for one can or 10 and a half ounces of cream of mushroom soup. Have a cup of milk, a teaspoon of soy sauce, a dash of black pepper. I myself don't really love the taste of black pepper. If you want to substitute um, literally any other pepper, a little bit of chili pepper, a little bit of paprika or paprika, go ahead. Really make this your own. Uh, four cups of cooked green beans and one and one third cups of French's French fried onions. You'll stir the soup, milk, soy sauce, black pepper, beans, and two-thirds cup of the onions in a one and one-half quart um, casserole dish or pan. You're really just going to want to combine them until it makes an even mixture, as even as possible. Um, then you're going to pop that bad boy into the oven at 350 degrees. Bake it for 25 minutes or until the bean mixture, gross, I'm so sorry guys, is hot and bubbling. Um, stir it so that you know you can make sure that everything is well incorporated and sprinkle with the remaining onions. Bake for another five minutes because you want to get those onions on top crispy and golden brown. Ready for serving. Super quick, super simple, super easy. Um, there's a ton of different ways to make this. If you want it to be gluten-free, if you want it to be paleo, to be keto, it's really a versatile recipe and it's honestly a Thanksgiving staple. Um, so we got it. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you next week.